All right, welcome back to another brand new episode of the In the Huddle podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sam Gold. And I'm Chris Rotundo. And we have the second half of our way too early 2021 NFL regular season predictions. Last week, last episode, we did the AFC predictions. That was a lot of fun this time. We got the NFC in store. We also have some Julio Jones news to cover. So, Chris, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good, especially after the Julio Jones news. It's kind of crazy to think that the offseason with free agency and all that, everyone might be like, all right, it's starting to come down to to the end of it. Now we can start focusing on the regular season. But now we still have, where's Aaron Rodgers going to end up? Where's Deshaun Watson going to end up? And now where's Julio Jones going to end up? So those are three big names that can shake up the playoff picture and shake up a team season right there. That by, by week one, they could all be on different teams and have new homes. Yeah, a lot of drama, a lot of unhappy players. Should be interesting to get into this episode especially. So yeah, let's roll the intro music. You're listening to In the Huddle with Sam Gold and Chris Rotundo. Okay, so, like we explained in the intro, Julio Jones, let's get into it. Chris, what the heck happened on Undisputed this week? They were talking about Julio Jones, and Shannon Sharp said, I'll call him up. He called him up. I don't know if Julio knew exactly that he was on the air. Well, he, wait, here's the thing. He, he was Skip, in the car driving, Julio. Yeah, but before that, just so people if people don't know what's going on here. First of all, Undisputed, just a you know sports show with... Shannon Sharp, Skip Bayless. But the thing was, Skip Bayless was debating Shannon whether or not Julio would love to come play for the Cowboys. Yes, we know he's a very delusional Cowboy yeah. fan, like like the rest of them. Yeah, uh, which I think most of it's put on for ratings. But I don't think anyone's actually that. Delusional. I don't know. Have, have you seen his tweets? True, but I think he does it for attention. But anyways, um, yeah, Shannon obviously was shutting him down, saying there's no way in hell Julio would ever want to go to the Cowboys if they want to if he wants to truly win he was right <laughs> and you know yeah he was right we'll get to that in a second but um yeah Skip Bayless was just you know hammering it in that no 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 Jerry Jones we can recruit him he's gonna want to play for the big boys blah 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 whatever you know doing Skip Bayless things and then Shannon Sharp go ahead Chris he pulls out his phone and he ends up calling Julio and Julio says I'm in the car right now on my way to go see my brother and he asked him if He's going to be staying in Atlanta, what the future holds for him, basically. And Julio says, well, what do you say? Something like, no, nah, I'm out of there, man. Yeah, I'm out of there. <laughs> and then he asked him if he was headed, to, if he wanted to play for the Cowboys. And Julio said, no, I want to play for a winner. And that was basically it. That's basically the short version of it. And the Falcons were trying to keep this very low key, very under the radar. set up. Very under the radar. And now it's all out there and then the Falcons they were going to trade him we were going to probably wake up one morning and we're going to see Julio Jones has been traded and we were all going to be shocked but now we're kind of just waking up every day and we're just expecting it now so I'm excited to see where he's going to go there's a lot of teams I can see him going for me I see him either going the two teams that really stick out are the Titans and Rams I mean this this incident which I do think could have easily been set up by Shannon Sharp I don't know the odds that's scary if you got called up and you know you're on air. Something really bad could have happened, so I don't know. Unless the, unless it was just a lucky risk to be taken. If I were Julio, I would I would not be uh, fond of it. I, I would be thankful that nothing happened weird. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if it was set up. But, yeah, 
like you said, Titans or Rams. Uh, after that happened, I mean, the recruiting process just exploded. Players from every single team were recruiting. Uh, yeah, especially the Rams with Jalen Ramsey. Um, AJ Brown on the Titans yeah. is making a ton of TikToks trying to recruit him. Yeah, he was like, I'm going to give up my jersey number for you if, if you come to the team. You know, I think uh, a lot of teams that are desperate or fans like the Ravens fans even Giants fans after they got Galladay and drafted Tony they're, they're still trying to recruit him but I don't think he's gonna go to the Giants you know you never know Bill's other side of Stephon Diggs that would be scary listen Julio's gonna have a say in where he's gonna get traded the, Fal- yeah. the Falcons are gonna do that after everything Julio has done for the organization help Matt Ryan lead him to a Super Bowl and then we know what happened there but still the Falcons were so close to winning that Super Bowl against Tom Brady the GOAT but we, we look at it, and I think Julio's definitely going to have a say where he wants to go. He wants to go play for a winner, a team that's going to win right now. Julio, he's 32. I think so. 32. He's nearing the end of his prime now at age 32. Still has, still has a ton of game left in him, but he's going to be good for 1,000 yards once again this year and going to be, be a huge impact on any team. And I think the Rams, we know, they don't believe in first-round draft picks, as we've seen from the past. Yeah. So they wouldn't mind giving up another first-round draft pick, which the Falcons want in return. And the Titans, Corey Davis left in free agency. And what? Why not? And they already helped the defense a lot this, this offseason, so why not bring in someone to replace Corey Davis? No one's better than that than Julio freaking Jones. So those are the two teams I could see making the biggest moves to them. I could see the Titans easily giving up a first rounder and a future second rounder. And one of their other, one of their deeper wide, one of the wide receivers kind of lost in the depth chart. And maybe the Falcons accept it. I'm not sure. Only time will tell. Yeah, it really depends all what Julio wants. We know that he wants to go to a winning team, so that eliminates a lot of teams. But um, does he want a better quarterback throwing to him? Does he want better teammates? Does he want better coaching staff? Probably all of the above, but. You know, if a team like the Titans, who knows if he wants Tannehill throwing to him. You know, he might want to go to a team like the Rams or even the Packers if Aaron Rodgers... Look, if the Packers really want Aaron Rodgers to stay and the issue has been weapons... If they can pull pull that off. Yeah, I think it's somehow pulled off and that's what really gets him to stay if if there's even a shot anymore, Um, which we are saying, yeah, there's a shot because our record predictions will show that, Uh, but... You know, I don't know. Getting Julio Jones on the other side of Devontae Adams and Robert Tanyan just would be icing on the cake to try to get Aaron Rodgers to stay. So maybe the Packers, maybe the Rams, maybe the Ravens, maybe the Titans. There's there's so many teams, so it it should be really interesting. It's going to be a huge recruiting process for Julio. So I'm excited to see what happens. I think that the Titans will be really exciting. I know the Falcons want to ship him out of the NFC and somewhere into the AFC. That's where they would prefer, but they're they're going to do whatever the best deal is. So if the best deal comes from an yeah. NFC team, definitely not in division, but if it comes from any team in the NFC that they like the deal the best, they're they're going to pull the trigger and they're going to accept it. The Falcons, they're going to be I think a little patient with this and try and get try to get the most for it. They're definitely going to be intrigued by a first round draft pick even though people don't think they are going to get one if a team offers a first rounder they're gonna they're gonna pull the trigger yeah and if this doesn't show that this is matt ryan's last season in the nfl then i don't know what does because he's not gonna want to stay if julio leaves more than another year just just pull stafford Make this your last year. Go to another team that is one quarterback away, maybe. Well, I don't think the Falcons even want him another yeah. year after just, this just either. Take, just take like a two, three-year veteran contract and then retire, Matt Ryan. It just 
you can't stay there much longer, especially if Julio's leaving. But and yeah. now, whatever team Julio goes to now, his biggest thing is just you got to stay healthy. You know, as you get older, especially in a sport like football, injuries are so much easier to come by, and the duration of them are so much longer simply because all the wear and tear is taken on your body your entire life. So, turf to all those turf toes. Yeah, that he's gotten. So we just got to see what happens where he goes, and it's gonna it's gonna be exciting. Jeez, it's geez. gonna be exciting. <laughs> I've actually seen some posts about the Chiefs. Well, I was like, the, we don't have we don't have money for that. There's a lot of teams. I, I think it's if they trade him after June first, then the Falcons don't owe him all the money that they would have oh, traded him before. That. So something like that. There's some rule. I think it's yeah after June first. If I were the, if I were the Vikings, I would go for Julio. Although I don't think Julio would go to Kirk Cousins and that team. But I I, I think Julio gave Atlanta his list of teams that he would prefer to go to. I think you probably give him a list of, I'm just going to make up a number, say six teams. Yeah. He, he probably handed him and said, I want to go to one of these six teams, try and make something. And Obviously the Jets, the Texans. Exactly. You know, the but, Eagles. But just from, I, I could see, as we know, the Packers could be on that list, the Titans. Bills. The, the Bills. Saints. The, the Chiefs. I, I mean, it's a team that Julio wants to go to that he feels can win now. So, you know, obviously, obviously, I feel that the Rams and Titans are definitely on that list. Yeah. Um, But... Thank God Julio's making the right decision here. I think it helps that Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers were doing the same thing, basically. He's like, oh man, I've been stuck here for a while. This is my time to shine. And, and, and Julio also knows he's not getting any younger. He sees where the Falcons are as a team, and they're in there that, that rebu- and they're in the rebuilding phase. They've been there for a while now, but he knows that if he stays there, he's not going to win a ring. And Julio wants to get that ring to add to his legacy. He's already an all-time great wide receiver. Future first-round... First on Hall of Famer. I mean, everyone knows that Julio Jones mm-hmm. is one of the greatest wide receivers of all time, and he just needs to get that that ring to just add to his legacy. It's crazy to think that he's just wasted his whole career on the Falcons. I know he made it to a Super Bowl and made some spectacular plays, but he's, it's he's, just he's, crazy to me. He, he's he's been loyal. How it can happen? Yep. But I wouldn't blame him up to this point. And uh, what was on my mind? Oh. I don't know why I was thinking about this, but Matt Ryan is so going to go to the Texans. I could just see him in a Texans uniform. Oh, is it just me? I, he's he's going to go to the Texans. Mark my word right now, May 27th, 2021. He deserves better than that. In the 2022 offseason, he's totally going to go to the Texans. He, he deserves way better than the Texans. I know, but I could just totally see it. It's such a... Or like the Vikings. Such a Matt Ryan team. We know what the Steelers... <laughs> I, could, I, I could see them making a... Tra- I, it's not even... I, I don't disagree with that at all. Because I think the Steelers are... I don't think they're going to take a quarterback in this draft. Um... In the upcoming draft, I think they're smarter than that, and I think they're going to rather make a trade and package something together for to get a veteran quarterback that still has a few years left to play. Because I don't think the Steelers are, are going to go for a rookie right now. Because they know that their team right now, they have all the pieces that they, that they can contend right now. So why, why waste a lot of this, these guys' talent on a guy that's going to have to develop throughout the coming years when you can get a player that you already know who you're going to get. So it's going to be interesting. It seems to the Raiders, maybe the Broncos, if they're not able to land Rodgers, the football team, if Taylor Heineke doesn't work out. There's a lot of landing spots, you know. You'd be surprised. He's a constant 4,000-yard, over 25-touchdown, you know, passer each season, and he rarely gets injured that badly. So, you know, he's going to be on the market. I, right. I can see that. Maybe he can. Yeah, he can go to. I. I can. I, there's, there's a lot of teams. I mean. There's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks. I mean, we see that there's tons of teams that are getting all these new young guys, but there's still a lot of teams that uh, need some guys. So you know what, Chris? We'll move on finally to our way too early NFC predictions. These are these are going to change so much. Come. Oh, yeah. This, we had a, we had a tougher August. time with these. Um, 
NFC East, Chris. Uh, I'll start first. I got the Giants winning the division at 9-8. and eight. Now, do I think it could be another season where no team has a winning record? For sure. But you know what? I was confident. I like the defense. Once We've talked about this a billion times. It all comes down to Daniel Jones. But you know what? I'm going to say I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt with all the additions they made. And I'm going to give them a 9-8 and eight record at first place in that fourth seed, which makes the Cowboys second. And, you know, people are like, oh, they can't go 8-8 eight, eight, eight and eight anymore. Mm, well, I guess they're just going to go 8-8 eight, eight and 1 because they're going to go ahead and tie with the Washington football team who come in third at 7-9 and 1. Uh, they're both going to tie with each other. Um, so I don't know. If that happens, I must win some sort of money because that would be crazy. But, um, yeah, 8-8-1 eight, eight and one would just be perfect for the Cowboys, especially if they start off good and Dak's coming back all healthy, and then they kind of just flame out at the end of the season. That would be hilarious. And then, um, you know what would actually be hilarious? If they were 8-8 eight and eight and the Giants were 8-8, eight and, eight and then they just tied at the end of the season, <laughs> Week 18. That would be, that would be the most NFC East thing yeah. ever. And then, yeah, the football team, some people might be asking, why aren't you having them higher? Honestly, the more and more I think about it, the less confident I am in Taylor Heineke and Ryan Fitzpatrick to have a winning record. So I just have them at 7-9-1. I've mapped out all the games. I mean, there are three, there are three non-division games like that, like the divisions they don't have to play are the Packers, Seahawks, and Bills. They're going to lose all three of those. They're probably going to split in their own division, split with the Chiefs division, split with the Bucks division. So I don't know. 7-9-1 seems good for me. Um, or sorry, 3-2-1 in their own division. And then the Eagles, three, two, and one. Yeah, <laughs> Eagles last place, three and fourteen. Jalen Hurts, nothing against him. I just think the team is trash all around. So yeah. <laughs> listen, I mean, I, listen. We could sit here right now, and we could say, "Oh, I mapped out this. Is it going to happen?" This we all know that come week, what was it going to be? Eighteen. Yeah. In the NFL, we're going to be sit, we're going to be sitting back and like, oh, "How stupid were we for that?" But early predictions for a reason. All right. So I have Washington. I change it up a little bit before the sh- before the show. So I had Washington winning ten games. They had him at eleven before. I and I that said, is crazy. I have Ryan going, Fitzpatrick. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he's not gonna. I have him going ten and seven. I just I just see what they did last year between Haskins and Alex Smith and Alex Smith and how how bad they were with Haskins and brought in Alex Smith after that gruesome injury and him battling back and they came back to win seven games. And I still feel that if they started Alex Smith from week one, they would have won at least nine games. I felt nine games is what they would have won because they weren't a bad team under Alex Smith. They they came around, and the whole the whole attitude, the whole leadership role, it just changed in that locker room. And you could see how the team did play with more fight. And they were in every game. I know. I just think winning the division last year is going to bite them in the butt because now they got to play the Bills, Packers, and Seahawks. I, I just I know it's unpredictable, but I don't think they're going to beat those teams. They weren't. They weren't a bad seven and nineteen, if that makes any sense. Because you've got to look at the whole turnaround. So I, I just see that defense getting better. They're going to have a consistent, hopefully it's consistent, the quarterback situation there with Ryan Fitzpatrick. They won't have to change, and then everything changes. I see Fitzpatrick and Terry McLaurin could be could be fun. They have the dual backfield. I think this team is much better than it was last year. I think the defense gets better. I think the offense is going to be more consistent now that they're going to stick with the single quarterback. And for that reason, I have them winning 10 games. This can be too much, but look, that's where I feel. If, I, I think they've improved across the board. If Ron Rivera could coach Ryan Fitzpatrick to win 10 games, then 
then I'm happy for him. But I, I don't know. I just have to see what happens. I have to see what happens. I think these are going to be one of those things, and we have to wait the first four or five weeks to really see what's going to happen. That's yeah. when we're going to have a true, a, a true estimate of what's actually going to happen this season. Because which Fitzpatrick is, is are we are we going to get? We're going to get Fitzpatrick that's going to actually be able to. That's what I'm saying. Be good. You know, or are we going to get the one that's going to throw four four interceptions a game and. Alex Smith is quite the opposite of Ryan Fitzpatrick. He, he, so. He's more consistent, but I just have faith. I think the quarter, I think the quarterback situation being more consistent is going to be a key factor. I, I think the team, I think the team takes it. I just think the team overall just improves. So for that reason, I have him going right. 10, ten and seven. I have the Giants going nine and eight. I would have him winning ten games, but I, I, I'm just. They did make a lot of additions to the offseason. No, the Giants usually flame out at nine and seven, but, but and the, then win a Super Bowl somehow. But but, but the thing is. I don't know where to put them because Daniel Jones. I don't know. Is Daniel Jones going to take this huge leap like like some quarterbacks do in their third year? Because the first two years were kind of a, a dumpster fire. And this third year, is he going to take that leap when he finally makes a huge jump in progression? Or is he going to be the Daniel Jones that's in the last two years? Turning the ball over, fumbling the ball, missing a lot of, wide, missing a lot of passes, uh, giving it the ball to Evan Ingram and him dropping it. So what, Yeah, what, I'm definitely, we're definitely what, both more happen? confident. Evan Ingram. Optimistic. I mean, Evan Ingram's so good, but he just can't hold on to the ball. He drops yeah. some easy passes. But which are we going to get a Daniel Jones of the past? Are we going to get this new Daniel Jones that is, is going to look like he's improved? So that's why I have him going 9-8 and eight right now. I feel it's a little bit high for where I feel right now, but I think the Giants, I think they can win as many as 11 games if Daniel Jones takes, okay. that, takes that next jump. Way and too the, early. And the Dallas Cowboys... Uh, Dallas, yeah, I know you guys got Dak back, but what did you guys do in that defense? Really nothing this offseason. So I think I'm a little high with you guys right now. Winning, yeah, going, what is this defense looking like? Go, going 8-9. and nine. Yeah, I understand. You guys, you guys get Dak back. It's going to be a much better season than it was last year. Ezekiel Elliott is going to have a bounce back year after playing with Andy Dalton, who really couldn't... That, that offense couldn't move the ball once you guys went down, but the defense is still a dumpster fire. So for that reason, 8-9, and nine, you... I don't. Also, I don't understand why the Cowboys think that they're going to get Julio. Because what's adding another offensive weapon going to do for you guys if your defense is still going to give up twenty eight points a game? Yeah. Think about that. Yeah, this defense. Listen to their secondary. Your your defense sucks. Trevin Diggs, he's fine. But then Donovan Wilson, who's that? I mean, I don't. Demonte Casey, I've rarely, barely, rarely heard. I don't. Of him. I don't care how good your offense Anthony is. Anthony Brown. If you don't have a defense, what then? What, what's going to happen? Your offense can't score forty points a game. I got to be honest though, their linebackers are really good. Micah Parsons, Leighton Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith, Keanu Neal, Jabril Cox. I understand. Micah, Par- can you give him to the Chiefs? M- Micah Parsons, he's a good prospect and everything. But we have the thing is, I can't sit here and say he's good yet because we haven't seen him play a single yeah. NFL game. So until we can get a sample size on him, I can't sit here and be like, oh, Mark, Micah Parsons, he's really good because we haven't seen him play a single game yet. Damn, Zach Wilson's still on the team. He's only 30. Okay. I, I think, thought he was older. I, I believe Micah Parsons. Or Zach Martin. I think Micah Parsons is going to be a really good NFL player, but we, we, we haven't seen yeah. any tape of him in, an, in a live NFL game yet. So the th- team is actually not. That that's gonna good. be one thing. I, I think Micah Parsons, and and, he, and he's a rookie, so we we can't expect him to come in here and predict him to be a game changer instantly. It's gonna he's gonna have to develop and learn what it's like to play in the NFL. Now these these guys are bigger, stronger, faster, and just better than any college players you played against. Because mm-hmm. now it's the best of the best going up against one another. And who you got at last? The Eagles. The, the Eagles are gonna go. <laughs> they're gonna go four and thirteen. That's that's, that's what I have. Uh, the Eagles are one of those teams that they need to make upgrades across the board. I'm really not high on them. 
It's but, crazy how they've just utterly collapsed since 2017. I but, mean, it's crazy. One thing, the most interesting thing I am interested in this, besides like seeing how Daniel Jones performs, honestly, is to see how Micah Parsons is. I, I know it's weird to hear me say yeah, that, but nah. I, I don't know, I, I'm interested in him because I'm more interested in the, in the football team's quarterback play. That's my most. I, interesting. I'm very interested to see like how much of an impact is Micah Parsons gonna have on this Cowboys defense. I think. Over time, he will. No, have a, I think not I, a lot. I think I he. I think not. over time, he will have a bigger impact. Linebackers don't defense. really have that many much impact. I. I, th- I think he's going to be really good. I do believe Micah Parsons is going to be a very good linebacker in this league. Okay. All right, Chris. What do you I, got? I have high hopes for him. What do you got? NFC North. NFC North. This is saying if Aaron Rodgers do, does. Yeah, stay. yeah. This isn't saying if he's traded because if he's if he's traded, forget about it. They they might win four games at yeah. most. So I have the Packers. With their, whoa, 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 whoa! Four games at most. I I think the Packers turned into a complete shit show without Aaron Rodgers. I no, not four games. I uh, not 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 at most, but I think I think four four in thirteen. Yeah, the Green Bay Packers, the best franchise in NFL history, without Aaron Rodgers. Still, they're I think they're I think their roster is still decent enough. If Jordan Love is at least you know. I don't know if you've seen the Jordan Love clips at, at practice. I don't know. It's just they would find a guy if Aaron Rodgers left, Chris. Well, then Blake Bortles. They, they, I don't they, know. They, four they, four they, and thirteen. They Jordan Love. That still with that rest of the team, they could just do screens at Adams and run it to Jones. I don't know. Yeah, but how long until the other? Uh, I don't defense? know. I don't know. I just feel like four and thirteen sounds weird. Yeah, but right. we haven't seen a Packers. Okay, so, we, we haven't seen a Packers can be that bad in, in forever. Okay, so Packers twelve and five at first. Of course, and then I have the Bears. I have them going nine and eight. I have them going nine and eight. Um, I, I, I like the Bears team. They got they got their quarterback in Justin Fields, but once again, he's a rookie. He does have Allen Robinson to work with, which is going to be huge. That's going to be really fun to watch. But I just feel they're going to go nine and eight this year. I, I could see them having a ten win season, but I, I don't know. I think maybe that, another Julio Jones recruitment. I, I think that the Bears are well. If, 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 if I'm Julio, I don't know. <laughs> Allen Robinson really got to pull some strings for that. Yeah, if, if I'm Julio, I really I really don't know because you don't know what you're going to get yeah, from, from Justin Fields from, from an NFL yeah. point of view. We know what he was like in college, but how's he going to translate yeah. to the NFL? But I have the Bears going 9-8. and eight. Then I have the Vikings going 8-9. and nine. That might be a little too high, honestly, but I think they're going 8-9. I think that Thielen and Justin Jefferson are a really good wide receiver duo. Jeff, yeah. Jeff, Justin Jefferson, he's only going to be better this year than he was last year. Then I have the Lions going 4-13. and 13. Simple as that. Simple I mean, as it's that. the Lions. The, the Lions, they lost uh, Galladay and Marvin Jones. Yeah. Uh, Stafford's gone, and you get a huge downgrade with Jared Goff. Okay. Huge downgrade? Not, who went to a Super Bowl? Who didn't? I, I understand all that, but you got to look at the teams that, that they had around. Look who. I know. Right. You, you also got to look who, who did Jared Goff have surrounding him, and who did Matt, who did Matt Stafford it's have surrounding like him? Jared Goff's bad. Listen, but by no means Jared Goff is, is, is a top is, 15 quarterback. Is Jared, Jared Goff a, quote, bad NFL quarterback? I'm just saying, I feel Jared Goff is. Not a huge downgrade. I, I feel Jared Goff is about just an average NFL quarterback. Above average. He's above average. Slightly above. He's above average. I don't think Jared Goff is... I don't think people give him enough credit. I don't, I don't think Jared Goff... I mean, listen, he great credit. He made it to a Super Bowl and all that, which is very hard to do. I, I don't care what team you're on. You still made it to a Super Bowl. You're the quarterback. You're the core of that offense. But you also got to look at the team that Goff had surrounding surrounding him when he made that Super Bowl run, and look who Matt Stafford had surrounding him. Yeah, but I actually don't career. think it's a huge downgrade because Goff doesn't get. I know he got injured right at the end of the season last year, but he doesn't get injured that often. 
and Matthew Stafford gets injured all the time. So I think in getting a younger guy too is not is not a huge downgrade. Anyway, getting I'll, a guy ten years younger. I'm not gonna say this to try and be like, oh, Goff is so bad or anything, but Goff's gonna have a bad year. You you just gotta look at it from from a team standpoint as well now. Look, you gotta have confidence, in my man, Dan Campbell. How do you? Have I don't know why I'm saying anything because I still have him going five and twelve. Yeah, but. see, see, I don't have any confidence in the Lions game. They have no receivers. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I don't think I can name one defender on that team. We'll know that. Oh, uh, uh, Jeff Kuda. There's one. Snacks Harrison. He's still with them. I think so. <laughs> they got a couple guys. I think I think they signed them off at the Seahawks practice squad or something. Yeah, the Lions roster is definitely one of the most forgettable rosters. Uh, let's see here. This should be interesting. I'll, I'm interested to see what their number one wide receiver but now, is. Goff goes from throwing the Cooper Cup. Oh, we looked at this last week. I think. Yeah. Yeah, Trey Flowers. Oh, yeah, they're like the, the bootleg Patriots. So, Michael I mean, Brockers. I mean, the Lions go from throwing to... Goff goes from throwing to Cooper Cup and Brand, Brandon Cooks to... This is who? Bet, to, Danny uh, Amendola? To... No, he's not even on the team. To Tyrell Williams, yeah, yeah, Rashad yeah. Perriman, Quintez Cephas, Khalif Raymond, Geronimo Allison, Amara St. Brown. Some interesting names. Sage Surratt. We looked at this last Tom week. Kennedy? That does not sound like a wide receiver. <laughs> oh, Tom, DeAndre Tom Swift, Kennedy. Jamal Williams. Okay, the running backs are... Oh, yeah, Jamal Williams, the, ex, the, the X-Packs. Tim, Tim Boyle is their backup QB. Am, I, am I stupid? Or I just not know that Jamal Williams ended up on... I, I vaguely remember. TJ Hawkinson and Darren Fells. I'll give them that. It's a decent tight end room. Yeah, they need a wide receiver. Listen, all Goff really has is TJ Hawkinson. We're spending a lot of time on the Lions. It's weird. But anyway, yeah, Lions, another shit show. Okay, and yeah, I have the Packers, 12-5, first in the division. If Aaron Rodgers is there, they're going to make it happen. Bears, 8-9. and nine. Uh, I do think... I don't think Justin Fields is going to be bad, but I don't trust the Bears enough to have them lead them to the playoffs in the first year of his oh, season. I completely agree. I think I'm being a little too optimistic with with with, with this Bears team. We're yeah. still going 9 and 8 right I, now. I just think we've been so disappointed with the Bears that I don't trust them yet. I just got to see it to believe it. And then the Vikings 7 and 10. I have them taking slight step back. Sorry, Max. Sorry, Max. <laughs> I don't think he really is that surprised either as long as Kirk Cousins is under center. Not saying he's bad. But there's going to come a point where Kirk Cousins, he's getting older. He's going to flame out. The offensive line made, you know, some improvements. They drafted uh, well. They got some guys, but I don't know. The defense is young. I'm not I'm not, not confident in this defense to improve, but I just don't see with the people they're playing against as well. They have to play the AFC North. What sucks is how talented an offense is. You have Dalvin Cook. You have Justin Jefferson, you have Adam Thielen. That offense has the potential to put up 28 points every single game. I know. With those three guys alone right there. I mean, I mean, Cook, he can rush for 100 yards, receive for 50, and have two touchdowns, one through the air, one on the ground. And Thielen and Jefferson can, any game of the... Any any given week can have 100 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, there, there's another three guys right there that you have to be careful of because any one of them can completely torture defense. I mean, listen here, Chris. Um... I think I might even be generous with seven and ten because listen to some of these opponents they have to play. Uh, with Kirk, think imagine with Kirk Cousins under center if they're going to be able to keep up with these teams. All right, the Ravens, Browns, Steelers, Packers, Rams, Seahawks, 49ers, Cardinals, Chargers, Cowboys. I don't, I don't think it's going to be 
a good season for the Vikings. I don't see it. Well, the, really the, the, the Vikings Cowboys game could could be what could be a shootout. Yeah, a, a complete so, shootout. That game could be like. But Kirk Cousins versus Dak Prescott. I just I don't see it. Although yeah, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Might I know be you got to look at it, but then you got to look at Kirk Cousins playing against the Cowboys defense, which is just like a bunch of high schoolers out there. True, but and Micah Parsons. And oh. Micah, yeah, you you have you have one man. Oh, and you have Andrew. Oh Rash. my God, he's gonna kill Kirk Cousins. He's gonna get like four sacks, and he's gonna murder him. He's gonna murder him. Van Der Esch is gonna be. <laughs> you, so, the Cowboys, they're going to get Van Der Esch. He's going to be healthy again. You have Micah Parsons, the rookie. Although, if you're a white linebacker on the Cowboys, you're probably not going to stay healthy for most of your career. He's good. Sean Lee. Van Der Esch is good. I know. <laughs> so is Sean Lee. But, but besides that, the Cowboys' defense is a complete dumpster fire. Yeah, we've been through it. Vikings, 7-10. and 10. Let's see what happens. Cowboys have two defenders, and that's it. Two. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and one of them's a rookie. One of them is a rookie. And then Lions, I said before, 5-12. and 12. We're done talking about the Lions. Let's move on. NFC South. I'll go. I, I hate... Act, I honestly hate putting the Bucks as the best team in the in the conference at 14-3. and three. It's such an easy thing to say. It's such a safe thing to say. I hope they're not as good. But, you know, blah, blah, blah. The roster's great, you know... I don't really know. They much have the more same roster as last year. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Look, the Chiefs brought back pretty much the same roster last year. We went fourteen and one until week seventeen, where our starters didn't play. Probably would have gone fifteen and one. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks even did better than fourteen and three. But that's really just my safest pick right now. And then the Saints. This might be too high, but I have them at eleven and six. I still like Sean Payton. I like the team around them. Their defense is still, you know, good ish. Um, may not be the best, but, you know, Alvin Kamara, he definitely had a bounce-back season last year. I think he's going to remain pretty solid. Uh, Michael Thomas is back healthy. Um, and Jameis Winston, you know, honestly, if he cuts back the interceptions, which I'm not confident he's going to do, but if he does, he might even be somewhat of a level option as Drew Brees was in his last year or two. I mean, Drew Brees had a noodle arm. Jameis Winston, he's still way younger you never know what the coaching of Sean Payton with Michael Thomas around you. You know, if it all goes wrong, it's not like the Bucks had a great running game to rely on if all went wrong with James Winston. This time, they got Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray. I just see, you know, upside with this Saints team. I think a lot of people are down on them, so I have them at 11-6. and six. And let's say, worst case scenario, James Winston goes out there, he has an interception problem, all right? Who's the other quarterback on the roster? T- Taysom Hill. And yeah. Taysom Hill, yeah, he's not... But they've proved to be fine with him. Yeah, Taysom Hill's not one of these elite quarterbacks. You're going to go and be, oh, we're playing Taysom Hill. But he's he's one of these guys that Sean Payton has a lot of trust in. As we saw last year, he got the start over Jameis Winston when Drew Brees went down. So Taysom Hill, you can throw on trick trick plays with him. Um, so if worst case scenario, Jameis Winston completely shits to bed, Sean Payton will have no problem playing Taysom Hill. And it's not even guaranteed that that Jameis Winston is going to start the season over Taysom Hill either. I mean, I feel people are saying, like Sam, I feel you're saying that, oh yeah, it's guaranteed that Winston will get the week one start. But I, I'm, I'm finding it hard to believe that that could be, I could easily see it happening, but at the same time, mid-season, uh, Taysom Hill started over Jameis Winston. So I have a hard time believing that Sean Payton is going to start Winston over Hill. I don't know, I think it's going to come down to a battle in uh Training camp. In training camp for who's going to get the starting job. But trust me, say if T- Taysom Hill gets to start or if Winston gets to start, by by week three or week four, there can be a switch and the opposite one could be st- starting. So it can go either way with that. If 
if someone believes that Winston's going to get the start, I'm not going to go out there and say that's stupid. If someone's going to say that Hill's going to get the start, I'm not going to completely disagree with that. I'm leaning more towards Taysom Hill getting the start, but it can still go either way. They have two options. And even if Winston gets the start, it's not like we're not going to see Taysom Hill. They're going oh, to still, still run those trick no, plays. Yeah. You know, When they're on prime time, they're still going to run the QB sneaks with him or something like that, and they're still going to get... Sean Payton, he's got a plan in place. He's not worried. The Saints team is not going to be bad like a lot yeah. of people believe. It's not like their organization is shit or anything. No. Like, it used to be, but now it's a lot better. And they they knew Drew Brees was going to retire you know, last year. They, they're putting a plan in place. They're confident. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I still trust the Saints to do something with this team. Maybe I'm a little high with 11-6, and six, but hey, it's way too early. We'll see what happens. And then a huge drop off with these last two teams. The Falcons at six and eleven. We've been through the Falcons. We know that they're gonna drop off as well. Oh well, they've been bad, so it's not really drop off, but stay like that. And then the Panthers might be too low, but five and twelve. I don't know why I have them so low, but I don't know. With Sam Darnold, I just want to see. I do like Sam Darnold, but I don't know. It's the Panthers. Who cares? Honestly. Go ahead. We're, 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 eh, can't even speak. Can't even speak. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> we're we're pretty similar in uh, with this division. I have the Bucks going thirteen and four, even though I could easily see them losing one or two games this year. Yeah. Uh, and then I have the Saints going ten and seven. I'm I'm really kind of up in the air with them right now. I don't know. They're they're either gonna have a really good season, like ten or eleven wins, or they can have a really bad season. But since they have guys like of Kamara, Mike, Michael Thomas, and they still have two quarterbacks that are still capable of, of playing at a high at a at a high level, like a Jameis yeah. Winston. We know what he can do, and Taysom Hill, the trickery from him. I, I could easily see them winning ten games. They have the Panthers going five and twelve. Sam Darnold. Oh, we got the Falcons worse. Oh yeah, uh, Sam Darnold. Is Sam Darnold actually good or not? This is gonna be the season where we actually find out. Was he plagued by by Adam Gase or? Is he actually just not a good quarterback? Yeah. So I've been going five and twelve simply because I'm going off of what I've seen in the past from Sam Darnold. He's reunited with Robbie Anderson. He has a few weapons there, but besides that, I don't know. So I've been going five and twelve. The Falcons—they're going to lose Julio. How many games did they win last year? Four. They won four games last year. I'm shocked. I still have them winning four games this year. I they almost beat the Chiefs last year. I, I have them going four and thirteen. Uh, you're going to lose your top receiver in Julio Jones. <laughs> And I know you have you have Ridley and Pitts, uh, but, you're, but you're losing Julio, so that offense is going to take a huge drop off. Uh, Calvin Ridley fantasy stock is going to be even higher now. He's he's the confirmed you, wide receiver one. Do you think they knew that this was going to happen for sure with Julio way before the draft, and that's why they took Pitts uh, as a sure thing over hundred percent, hundred percent. I think the Falcons knew that Julio wanted out. I think they talked him before the draft. Julio, hundred percent. I believe. Let them know, and they and the Falcons told Julio because the whole money situation. I'm not exactly sure what the rule is, roster. but I believe that they told Julio, okay, we'll give us a list of teams you want to get traded to, and we'll trade you after June 1st. Yeah, when right, that. when it would be best for us to that. And Julio's like, all right, that, that that's fine. Chris, we don't have to worry. They have Alumide Zacchaeus. Oh gosh, and Frank Darby. So we're good. And Greg, Greg Dorch. Zacchaeus. Greg Dorch. <laughs> He's going to get cut. He Antonio get... Nunn. Dorch is getting cut. Ooh, this is an interesting team. Oh, they have Mike Davis. Wait, Todd Gurley, where did he go? He's in the Falcons. Not anymore. <laughs> Not on this depth chart. Are we missing something? 
Did we just totally miss where Todd Gurley went? Or is he just a free agent? I don't know. They have Mike Davis. They're, Chris, their backup running back is Cordero Patterson. He thought Todd Gurley was a free agent. Oh, okay. Well, that's weird. He's visiting the Lions today. Yeah, Russell Gage. Tajay oh, Todd Gurley visiting the Lions. Ugh, don't do that. Just go to someone else. Go to the Dolphins. How sad is that? I mean, that just goes to show how... Have running backs one moment they go in the top it's of the defense, world, Chris. one injury for a running back, and that's it. I, I mean, know. Todd Gurley was the best running back in the league, and then he gets the one in the one knee injury. What was it, arthritis or something? Yeah, and, and that was it. He was just never the same after that. Ade Dukumbo Ajudeji is one of their defensive ends, Jacob Tuiati Mariner. And Tyler Davidson. Tyler is spelled T-Y-E-L-E-R. So, you know, pretty good defense coming up here. And uh, we'll see what happens with the Falcons. Maybe I should not put them at 6-11. Listen, the Falcons... Uh, Matt, yeah. Matt, Matt Ryan's not going to be there after this year. I think we both agree on that, Sam. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Pitts, they have a young tight end. Calvin Ridley, a young wide receiver. And now they're going to they're gonna have to do a full-on rebuild now. Honestly, Kyle Pitts just suck. These next two, three years, so you can just get traded. And then just pop off. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, that's it, right? For yeah, it's really about okay. it. So, Chris, NFC West. NFC West. This division was really hard because, yeah. honestly, you could tell me that the Rams, Seahawks, or 49ers win the division. I'll believe you. I don't think the Cardinals are going to win the division. That's the one team I have a hard time believing simply because of their coach. Uh, they have the talent, but I don't believe they will because of their coach. All right, so I have the Rams winning and going 12-5. and five. I think acquiring Stafford is an upgrade o- over Goff. Um, and I think, let's just imagine if they land, imagine if they land uh, Julio Jones' this team. Yeah, oh, my gosh. I but, but besides They're Super that, Bowl favorites if that but, happens, oh, especially if Rodgers is gone. Especially. Could, could you imagine that wide receiver? Think, oh, no, you, wait. What am I saying? I forgot about the Bucs. But they're definitely, gonna, they're definitely favorites for the NFC Championship to get, get, to there, get you, there. You would have... You would have Cup, Cooks, and Julio Jones as your three top receivers. Woo! And no, no, not Cooks. Woods. Woods, Woods, yeah, Woods. Cooks on the Texans. Oh man! So I said I said Cooks earlier before. So and and they got going Higby, back to that, yeah, Everett. Or no, I think I think Everett just got see, traded. See, so then the, the I, I said uh, Brandon Cooks was on the. Uh, you see, yeah, I, I I caught yeah. that. You said Falcons. Yeah, I, I I meant Woods. So then right now, Stafford has. What? Not, not what? He has he, <laughs> Woods. He has Cup, Woods, Cup, and maybe Julio. Jones. And, and you have not, Van Jefferson. No, you have uh, you have Higby right now. You, yeah. you add Julio Jones to that, and that's that's just cra- yeah, it's crazy. Then you have that defense on top of that. But anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So this Rams team, you have Stafford. You added that with this high-powered offense already, and the best defense in the NFL. So. I think they're they're the clear cut, not clear cut favorites. But I'm so excited in my to see opinion, this division, honestly. They're the favorites, and then I have the Seattle Seahawks. I think they're going to have a good regular season. They're going to go ten and seven. I think they might, uh, I think they might flare out a little bit towards the end, like they did this past season. But I still think they're going to have a really good season. Hopefully, they don't run the ball as much and just <laughs> throw deep passes to DK Metcalf all day. Yeah, and then offenses figure and, uh, and then defenses figure it out. You got to have a little more. Diversity in that offense. You gotta throw, you gotta throw more passes, less runs, and you gotta not just throw all, all deep balls all the time. Take a playbook out of the Steelers and throw some of those little uh, <laughs> slant routes and two yard passes. Not, not on, not all the time like they did, yeah. but but maybe on first down you can do that. Uh, then I have the 49ers going nine and eight. 
That that just honestly baffles me because you've been saying for the last nine months that if the 49ers were healthy, they can go back to the Super Bowl. I know. I, just, I get it with the Garoppolo land situation, but still, Chris, I'm I know nine and eight the, after everything you said. I don't know. This, I don't know. this is this is very low for me going nine and eight. I don't believe they're going to go nine and eight. I just put them somewhere else. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, all right. I know they're getting all these guys from in for, back from injury, but. Now, now that I'm looking at it, I can't even believe I have them going nine and eight. Look, if they were able to go thirteen and three with Garoppolo, they're not going nine and eight. I'm sorry, they're just not. They lost Sala, which hurts, but it's not like their de- actual defense has changed, like for the worst. I don't know. Just go ahead, go ahead. I know. And then you get Nick Bosa back from that ACL tear, which I don't know. I'm a little. I think he's going to come back and he's going to he's going to be fine because he's still young. It's not like he he got this injury He'll when he was, like, he was like he was like if he yeah. was like. Say thirty-two and yeah. towards oh, the ACL, well, yeah, then that was that. But he how old is he? Have 24, 24 like that. Yeah, fine. I think the defense is going to be good. I'm the offense is what I'm a little, little, I'm a little wary about because I'm just not big on Garoppolo. Then you make the trade for Trey Lance. Uh, where's Garoppolo's head at right now? Is he really focusing? Because uh, after you know that, uh, that you're on your you're on your way out. I mean, I'm sure he's still fighting for it. I mean, Alex Smith knew he was on his way out. He played his heart out for the Chiefs in 2017, his best season yet. So I I wouldn't be surprised if Garoppolo wants to do the same thing. Really. Listen, I can see the Ford Niners winning as I can see the Ford Niners going nine and eight, or I could see them winning. I could see them winning 12 games. Yeah, some, some, somewhere in that. I'm looking at their offense, their wide receivers, Debo Samuel, he's actually pretty underrated. Brandon Ayuk, he's promising as well. And then they got like Richie James, Trent Sherfield, Benny Fowler, not Mohamed Sanu. Not, wi- not a lot of guys. The wide receivers Kevin are, White. The wide the Bears. <laughs> the wide receivers are underwhelming. All I really they have Kittle. Kittle's the number one option. They've River Craycraft though. Oh my god. Oh wait, 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 wait. We gotta change our predictions, Chris. Uh, 17-0. 17-0. Yeah, River, Actually, no. 16-0. River Craycraft. 16-0-1. I still have to get his jersey. I have to get his jersey. What, what's his... Six, he's six foot one ninety eight. I weigh more than River Craycraft. That's sad. His, his 2020 stats, Chris. Six receptions, 41 yards. That's actually pretty good. But, I thought like, he was going to have like two catches. Those are like my... Uh, back in the uh, gym days in high school, my uh, flag football stats. <laughs> Chris, just guess who the fourth quarterback on this team is. I, you would never guess in a million years. It's Josh Rosen. Are you kidding? He's me? the fourth string quarterback on the 49ers right now. Are you kidding? That's me? what his life has come to. I forgot about Josh Rosen. See, I used to see like a Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen being like, he never got a legit shot, this and that. But now that I think about it, he actually must suck. He I actually mean, must suck. He proved it when he when he started for the Dolphins in 2019. Yeah. That is true. So yeah, but their defense still good. Chris, what do you have? The Cardinals going? I am also going nine and eight. I think that the Cardinals. I, Chris, you can't have the Cardinals and the 49ers going the same record. Yeah, I know. after both things you said about both teams over I know, the last few months. I know. I, just, I know. I know. Can I change my 49ers prediction real quick? No, you're going to have a chance. You're going to have a chance. We're going to have one or two more later on before the season starts. Listen, I'm going to say before the season starts, I'm going to have the 49ers going up to probably 10 or 11 wins right now. Yeah. Now that I'm saying this out loud, I mean, the 49ers, they're getting everyone back from Watch, injury. they're going to go 9-8, and eight and then we're going to kick ourselves. Guarantee. That's if injuries happen, and only a few. All right. What did, wait, where did the 49ers go last year? Oh, 6-10. They were not, you know... They had a few good wins in there. They beat the Rams, I remember, but that was really it. 
All right, for me, <laughs> River Craycraft. Yeah, I know. Um, I have the Rams going twelve and five as well, winning the division. I think they could even be better with all the reasons we stated. Maybe with Julio Jones as well. I like the Rams. I think a lot of people forgot about them after they lost the Super Bowl and only put up three points. But you know, because they did miss the playoffs in twenty nineteen. But I think they've been consistently a scary team to play against, and I would not count them out this year. Um, Seahawks at eleven and six, second place. Um, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett connection. That's not going to stop with the fuel. Um, I just hope Russell Wilson, you know, has a fire lit under him now with, uh, the things he has, you know, communicated with the team, his, uh, disgruntledness. I don't even know if that's a word, but, um, yeah, I like the Seahawks. They've never had a losing season with Russell Wilson. So let's put him at 11, six. 49ers also 11 and 6. I think they're going to snag the 6th or 7th seed. Um make the playoffs. I have a lot more confidence if the team stays healthy. And then last but not least, the Cardinals at 9 and 8 as well. Um I don't think the main reason they're going to go minus 9 and 8 and miss the playoffs is because of Cliff Kingsbury. I don't I'm not a big fan of him either, but I also think this defense needs some more improvements. I don't think they really filled the hole with Patrick Peterson as well as they should have. Their offensive line still isn't great. Uh, they have really good weapons. Kyler Murray, I like that a lot. But honestly, against this division, 9-8 and eight might be a stretch. They could be worse. It really depends on the quarterback, coach play, and the defense. So, I, I mean, that's pretty much the whole team. But still, I don't know. The Cardinals against these people in their division, 49ers, these people, these teams, 49ers, Seahawks, Rams. I have a hard time seeing them go any better than 3-3 three and three in their own division. They also got to play... Uh, the AFC South, so so that'll help, and that's probably why they have nine wins. But I don't know. You got to play the Packers. There's there are a few teams in there, so I don't know. Nine and eight seems about right for me. It might change later on. But yeah, Chris, we have our way too early predictions. That is it. These are, these are gonna change a hundred percent for me. Hundred percent. But yeah, that's our show, guys. Especially. Hold on. Sorry to cut you off, but really, really quick, let's just say Rogers, Watson. And well, Julio 100%. So forget about Julio, but say Rodgers. I mean, Watson is 100% not going to play either. Let's be honest. He, he, if he doesn't get traded, he's not going to play. But yeah. uh, say if Aaron Rodgers gets traded, these are going to change drastically. Uh, yeah. Then we're going to get more more news. Let's just say that there's a, uh, God forbid, but let's just say there's a, there's a training camp injury to, to, to a to a big time player that, that can impact a lot of stuff. Because as we saw last year, uh, Von Miller had what, what was it ankle injury? Yeah, and th- that had an impact on the Broncos defense. So they get him back as well, which is going to help. You get that veteran leadership back in the locker room. So th- there's a lot of things that can change on any team from now until w- week one. It's going to be funny if these predictions are more accurate than our, our ones right before the season starts. You know that <laughs> we're going to switch up a lot, but we're going to have some predictions on this sheet that are going to be accurate, and some on the next sheet. That are gonna be like, what the hell? Yeah, I'm just looking around right now. You know, I have a lot of bold predictions going around. I got, I got the Steelers at eight and nine. I, you know, I really don't think I'm gonna change that. I have the football team only winning seven games. I got. I mean, I think when we do this later, we can kind of just like fly yeah. through kind of quick and just kind of go bing bang boom. Just one two three. What do you mean? Just kind of like fly through a little bit quicker by the record predictions because we already have this one. Yeah. Oh no, hundred percent. So yeah, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's really about it. Uh, 
Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully, we get some more news. Probably Julio Jones should be after Jude. Yeah. When when Jude first? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it'll be next week. That's next Tuesday. Yeah. So two after Tuesday, Julio Jones. Any one of those days, he should be on a different team. Alrighty, you guys can follow us in the Huddle Pod on Instagram. Listen to us on any platform, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. All right, later, guys. See you guys.